Okay, a good Erev Shabbos, everyone. Baruch welcome to our weekly share on Tefillah. This year is sponsored by our good friend, Rabbi Sal Rose, Le'iloi Nishmas, his brother, Tzvi Ben Levi Yitzchak, his Neshama Shabbat Aliyah, Be'omel Tzioshev for his whole family, Abiyasko El Tzedek. This will be our final share on Ashrei. And let me remind you of a very important principle that we learned in the beginning of Pesukah de Zimra, namely, according to Rabbi Schwab, Pesukah de Zimra has five basic parts. And they are Negadelcha, Unashabechacha, Unafaercha, Venasker Shimcha, Venamlichacha. These are the five parts of Pesukah de Zimra. Negadelcha we discussed many times, and that is Negadelcha uh, is a language of braiding, and we explained how Hoidu, we take various psukim from throughout Tanakh and we braid them together, whether it's the subject of Rachamim, Nekama, Hishtachave, Hoshia, and Bitachain. That's the first part of Psukh the Zimra. The second part of Psukh the Zimra is Neshabechacha, and Neshabechacha. It occupies Ashrei alone. Ashrei is the is the part of Pesukah Zimra that is known as Nishabechacha. And Rav Schwab writes, we already uh, learned in the Hakdama that this Mizmar is Bechlal Nishabechacha, and the purpose of it is to be Mashbiach, to praise what seems to be uh, a Mekachra, and a matzav garua, in other words, neshabechacha is to praise and to be mishabeach, to recognize the good quality of what appears to be difficult and to be makir in everything that happens that it's really kuloi lotoiba. That's the second part of the Zimrat neshabechacha. And we learned that Ashrei consists of two parts. One, the first part is until the Pasuk of Pesachas Yadecha. And the introduction to that is and this is the shir about the future, about Bias Hamashiach, where it will be Oilam Shekulei Toiv. Like the Gemara tells us in Sachem and Daf Nun, not like Oilam Hazel, Oilam Haba, Oilam Hazel, on good tidings, you say, Baruch HaToiv HaMetiv, and on Besurois Rois, you say, Dayan HaEmes. But Lo'olam Haba, it's all HaToi V'Ametiv, that the Ruach HaToma will be banished and the Koyach Hara will not be heard anymore. So that's the first part of Ashrei that goes until the Pasuk of Pesach HaSyadecha. The second part of Ashrei begins with Pesach HaSyadecha until the end of the Mizbar and it encompasses our reality, the Metzios of now that we live with and the Mitzvah of now is, it's a Mitzvah of Toivara, good and bad, sadness and happiness, laughter and crying. That through our Amunah we have the ability to thank Hashem under all circumstances. So again, Ashrei is fulfilling the part of Pesukah Zimra known as Unishabechacha. And uh, that being the case, the purpose of Ashrei is to praise Hashem under all circumstances. Now, the first part of Ashrei until Pesach Zedecha was introduced with Aroi Mimcha Elaikai HaMelech. Aroi Mimcha is a language of elevating. It refers to a zman that is Meroi Meim from all Metzios of now. 
a zman that is kulei toiv, which is the pinnacle of what the Jew hopes for, and is mekave for all the um, prophecies of the Nevi'im. So the first part of Ashrei is the song of L'Asad Lavai. Now begins with Pesach Yadecha, the second part of Ashrei, which is introduced with the second Pasuk of Ashrei, Bechol Yoim Avar Bechol Yoim refers to thanking Hashem for each and every day. Now that's strange. You would think Pesach Yadecha is talking about some kind of utopian existence where God just opens up His hand and He satisfies everyone. One would not expect Pesach Yadecha would be the beginning of our reality. But no, it's just the opposite. Because in this world, the Hayama, we say Hashem is Pesach Yadecha that indicates that there are some times that Kiviyachal, Hashem's hand, is closed in hunger, in thirst, in Eroim, in not having a, a adequate clothing, meaning if, we, if our existence is an existence where we need God to open His hand, but the default is his hand is closed, and we don't have what we need. Like Chazal saying, Masech all of a person's livelihood is established from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur. That at that time, it's Nikva, the Kitzva of Parnassah for the following year. And even if a person works harder or works more, he will not add anything to his Parnassah, except for Haitzah Shabbos, Yom Tif, and Talmud Torah. So we see that a person's parnasa is very finite, very confined. Hashem says, okay, this year you're going to make X amount of dollars and there's nothing you could do to add to it. So even though it may be in a more utopian existence, it would be, that God always gives parnasa, but not so in our existence. Not so in our existence. Hang on one second. So again, Ashrei consists of uh, two parts. And the first part is about the utopian existence in the times of Mashiach. And from Pesach Yodecha, that refers to the Bechol Yoim Avarcheka V'Hal Hashem And then Rabbi Schwab says a really remarkable insight. This is like a game changer. How do you translate the Pasuk? Pesach Yodecha U'Mazbiya L'Chol Chai Ratzayin. God, you open up your hand and you satisfy every living th- person, Ratzoin. Literally, Hashem satisfies everyone with what they want. Is that what it means? That Hashem gives everybody what they want? Because you could ask, does everybody really have what they want? Don't Chazal say, Nobody dies having even half of uh, what they would like. So how could... The Pasuk say, 
Hashem is Masbiya Lachol Chayra Atzoyin. So Reb Chaim Knievsky says that God, in fact, does give us everything we want. And whatever we don't have that we want is an Oynesh. And it, it's Mechaper. And don't think, oh, I, I, you know, I'm missing out and it's not fair. No, there's a Cheshvan. In other words, you, every individual, Be'etzem is given whatever they want and whatever the person doesn't have that they want, that is Mechaper and one's Avoynesh. However, Reb Schwab says really a, a, a remarkable pshat. He says, I remember at my, he says, he remembers at his Shever Brachos. He says, Zachar Ezgar Shebe'es HaShever Brachos Shali, Naom HaRav Mordechai Marcus Hirsch. One of the speakers were Marcus Hirsch, who was related to Reb Schwab's wife. And in his conversation, in his speech, he, re- he retold that when he was young, he was walking with his grandfather, Rav Shamshin Fal Hirsch, and Rav Hirsch said a explanation from the Pasuk, And this is different than what Rav Hirsch says in his commentary to Tehillim. There, he explains, you, Hashem, is Mazbiya Ratsoin Kalchai. God satiates us with what we want, not only food, but God gives us many things that we want. Food, drink, respect, different desires of man. God gives us all kinds of things that we like. But at that occasion, he told his grandson an amazing pshat. Ratzon also means favor. Like we say, Yehi Ratzon Mofanecha. God, please find favor with. Ratzon means Nedivos V'tovlev generosity and a good heart. Or we say, you have the favor of your brothers. You're ohov, mekubal to your brothers. You find favor in their eyes. In German, it's volgefellen, goodwill. You know what goodwill is? Goodwill? Goodwill. Now this is an amazing thing and I think almost everybody will agree to this. What is the most important quality in making a living? Making Parnasa. What is the most important factor in making Parnasa? Is it uh, good work ethic, creativity, focus? Rav Schwab says the secret of making a living is finding favor in people's eyes. If people like you, they'll give you the job, They'll give you the business. They'll give you the deal. They'll give you the work. They'll they'll figure out a way how to uh, uh, get you income. In most cases, parnasa it doesn't come. Who gets the job? The one who's uh, more talented at it. The one who's a better. Most people do they go to the doctor who's a better doctor or the doctor who they like more? Most people when they when they call someone. They go customer service. They they go to the person they like. That's usually how it goes. So mitzios chen is a very important factor in making parnasa. Even an ani who has to knock on the door to be makabel nadavos. You know, some aniim they get pennies, they get nickels. Other aniim get more generous donations, and usually because they there's something about them, they have a certain chen that people like, and they and they reward them for that. Even the Oni that's Machzar al to gather donations, if he finds favor in the eyes of the Balabayas, he'll get a good contribution. Otherwise, he'll get a few pennies. Even 
a very smart person that's looking for a prestigious position, his success is dependent on whether the boss likes the guy. Even in business, who's the buyer going to buy from? Uh, somebody who he likes. Basically, all of a person's activities, his success is dependent on Metzios Chain. Many artists and craftsmen, they died in hunger and nobody wanted to patronize them. And after they died, people sell their art for millions of dollars. There are, there are many famous artists and sculptors who they were just grouchy, lousy people. Nobody wanted to patronize them, but they were incredible artists. So later on in history, people spent a lot of money on their work. So everything is dependent on Ratzain. Whether you're a governor, you're a president, you're a doctor, or even if you do menial uh, labor, like Shlomo Amar says, Loy lechem. Bread doesn't go to the wise. Now, grace and chen, chen is a gift of God. Chen is a matana. Chen is a matas alaykim. You can't explain it. There's no logic for it. it can, no malach. This is unbelievable. We say one of the three keys that God maintains possession of is the key of parnasa. Why is that? Because parnasa is dependent on chen. And no angel could give a person chen. It's a gift of God. If so, it's borrower that a person's hatzach and parnasa cannot be achieved with a person's seichel. It's completely dependent on God's hand. God is mazbiya l'chol chai. God gives that. You know how Hashem supplies food to people? They, he gives them rotsoin, goodwill, favor, that people should like them and thereby that is the avenue with which he supports them. Okay. Now after we say Pesachas Yadach Masbil Chayrotzen, we say Tzadik Hashem B'chol Derachav. So we quoted in the past that the Mida of being a Tzadik is to feed mankind. And therefore, Noyach was called a Tzadik, Yosef was called a Tzadik, and after we say Hashem is Masbil Chol Chayrotzen, we say God is a Tzadik. And Rabbi Shua brings a wondrous pshat he, he heard from Rabbi Yosef Breuer, Rabbi Joseph Breuer, that you know why we say Tzadik Hashem B'chadurachav? This Pasuk is like Tzidok Hadin. That even though God opens His hands and He supports man, but what should a person do if a person doesn't have Parnasa? And a person is not meeting his needs. And God is not opening up His hand and helping that person. So that person, immediately after Pesach Yadecha, he says, Tzadik Hashem b'chol derachav. He's matzdik the din. And he's saying that if I don't have parnasa, God is righteous. And for those who are not zoicha to parnasa, uh, they sort of are matzdik the din. Shem'ein ha'han hagamei ha'kadosh baruch hu imoy, kefi shemadame benavshe shuril liyois, ve'ein amoy tziratze menei adam. If a person is uh, not receiving the bounty of Hashem, and he's Rachman al-Aslan, naked, bare, no parnasa, no support, nevertheless he's matzdik the din, and he calls out, Tzadik Hashem b'chol derachav. This is the will of God, and my emuna is not diminished because of my difficult situation. And God is a chassid b'chol ma'asav. 
Hashem goes lefnim mishrasadim. And any time a mamin receives any toiva, even though he's not deserving, he's moidet HaKadosh Baruch So basically that's a very uh, beautiful understanding of why after Pasech HaSyadecha we say Tzadik Hashem B'chol Derachav. Let's take a look at number five. Shoimer Hashem es kol oyhavav ve'ez kol harsham yashmin. Says the Reb Shwab, even though it doesn't seem that way. Again, remember, Ashrei is Nishabechacha. We're saying that even in a matzah that it doesn't seem to be good, we're praising it and we're saying it is toiv. So we say God guards all those who love Him. And all the Rishayim He destroys. Even though to our eyes it doesn't seem that way, and it seems that sometimes the wicked prosper and the righteous suffer, we believe that in this world, which is not the world that's Kulay Taiv. Nevertheless, God saves those who love Him. He saves them from the vicissitudes of time and the various occurrences. And He stands by the right side. And even though sometimes it seems like the Rishayim are prosperous, nevertheless, the Ez Kal Harsham Yashmid, even those who are at the pinnacle of success and they overcome every obstacle, He will destroy them in the future. So in this world, God stands by the righteous, and don't worry, ultimately the wicked will be destroyed. Now, says Rabbi Schwab, we conclude Ashrei with the Pasuk, This is based on the Siddur of Rabbi Amram Goyin, it's brought in the tour. The simple meaning is, based on the Beis Yosef, because Chazal promised, anyone who says Ashrei three times a day, he's muftach, that he's a Ben Oil Ma'aba, so we say, that for saying Ashrei, we're a Ben Oilam Abba. However, the tour brings from Rav Amram that we want to connect the Halalukas. So since the next chapter, Halalukah, begins with the word Halalukah, we end off Ashrei, to hook one Halalukah to the next. And as we said, that Psuke de Zimra corresponds to the various chains coming down from the ceiling of the Azara. Now let's just finish up, says Rab Schwab. We then say the final five prakim of Tehillim. Like Rabbi Yossi says in Masech the Shabbos on Kuf Yerchesim Abayz, Rabbi Yossi says, May my share be with those who complete Halal every day. And the Mepharshim explain that what does it mean, let my share be among those who complete Halal every day? Let my share be among those who... Um, Say the last five chapters of Tehillim every day. Now, why does David, why does Rabbi Yossi say Yehechalki mi goimrei ha-halal b'chol Let my share be among those who finish halal. He should say, Let me say halal. Let me say the end of halal every day. In other words, what does he mean? Let my share be with those who finish halal every day. And Rav Shab explains that the Chiyuv is not to say it, the Chiyuv is to say it kavana. So many people down with the Tzibor, but first of all, they can't say all the Mizmayrim and they skip, or they don't say it with Kavana. So Rabbi Yossi says, Halavai, that I daven together with those who, who do complete the Halal uh, without any skipping. And Rav Shab says the function of these five last chapters of Tehillim are as keneged the five tekufos 
that encompass the coming of Mashiach. One is the present time before the coming of Mashiach. One is when Mashiach comes. The third is the Zman of the days of Mashiach. One is Tchias HaMesim. And the fifth is Oilam HaNashamais. And Bez Hashem, we will begin that next week. Thank you everybody for joining us this week. And Bracha V'Hatzlacha. I just want to remind everyone that um, our Young Israel Shir convenes every Wednesday and every Friday at 10.35. Uh, hopefully we'll start sending out more regular reminders to everybody. Um, until then, thank you for joining. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Bracha V'Hatzlacha. Kaltun.